Welcome everybody to a new episode. Um, in today's episode, I wanted to share something that's um, personal. Uh, I wanted to share this um, inward desire to help the homeless people. And I have a very short um, history. Um, wasn't too long. I want to say it was like two, three weeks, maybe a month where I I was helping out a, a homeless man. And so before I get there, let me share with you guys what and how that desire stemmed out of. So my family, we drink a lot of water. We have countless water bottles and we're all members of BJ's and some of us are members of Sam's Club. And so, you know, we try to get those 48 bottle packs. And so they're like three bucks, right? I mean, with three bucks, you can only really buy three water bottles. Not even, maybe just one if you go to like your local corner store. So we go to BJ's or Sam's Club and we get a whole bunch. And sometimes we have so many that we would just take half of the amount of water bottles that we have in a car and leave the other half in the car. If you're the guy who's probably carrying the water bottles, you probably only want to carry two and say, well, I'll get the two tomorrow. <laughs> and so in the meantime, um, they're in my car and they're not cold, but it's still water. And I used to drive down a road where there's homeless people. Um, they're just like in this one hot spot. They're typically like known to be in, in like intersections because that's when they can actually get your focus and there's red lights and it, they're usually long red lights. Like you can put like two songs and you're still at that red light and they'll be knocking on your door or knocking on your window or maybe not knocking, but holding up a, a cardboard sign that says, I am homeless. Um, and then they hit you with a God bless you. And then that's when you're like, I got to give you something now. <laughs> so I remember um, seeing these guys, right? Um, just standing there for hours. It's so bad because I remember seeing them before I got out of work and I will see them afterwards. And so their face would be just bloodshot. You can see they've taken a lot of, of, uh, of sun. And so I thought, well, let me stop by and let me give them some water. There's nothing wrong with giving someone water. It's probably better than anything else, at least at that moment. Um, and the first time, actually, I gave them water, but I also um, gave them a platillo, which is a plate of food, um, and that's what's called at a place called Taco Minachos. I told them to meet me there, and I'll give them food. And I sat down with one of them, and I just wanted to hear their story. I just wanted to see where they were coming from and how they end up where they're at today. Now, I was a bit naive and very ignorant, right? Like I can use those two words simultaneously because they're very convincing in their stories. They're very convincing in their stories. And I wasn't sure exactly what was, what was like, I guess, um, was true. Um, I wasn't sure what I can believe. And so I sometimes give people the benefit of the doubt of the doubt of just giving them maybe some leeway. So I would trust maybe 75% of what they're saying. Um, and, and then I'll go, okay, cool. You know? And I remember inviting one of them to church and I told them that I will meet back at this specific spot. They never appear to be there. And that's like where things started going kind of uphill, but then downhill. 
because that's when I realized like there's like a trust issue here with the homeless people. And I I kept going and I started seeing other homeless people and I started to notice like the like the like pandemic or the epidemic of of homelessness around the community of where I live. And I didn't notice it much. It's almost like when you guys are um fasting, right? You guys have like eagle eyes on Burger King, Wendy's, Subways, Boston Market, if you're in a healthy section. Um, everything is highlighted when you're fasting, but when you're not fasting, everything is sort of in your dislike categories. Like, mm, not really digging McDonald's. Not sure about that, you know, that coconut oil or peanut oil. Not about that life. So anyways, it stemmed there. And I actually grew a bond with one homeless person. His name is Scott. He was 34 years old and he was wearing the same clothes every day. I noticed him having these cargo but camouflage, right? Military jeans. And um I remember sharing this story with my with my oldest sister and and she's she's quite the uh the nut to crack, right? You have that one person where you almost feel like you have to be even much more convincing to convince them. Well, that's how she is. She's she's not very convinced, right? And she just told me, Josue, you're getting emotionally attached to this homeless person. And she was right. I, I was getting emotionally attached. But then again, is emotionally attachment a bad thing? Well, not always. But when you have someone who can manipulate your emotions, it can be. Now... I remember going back and, and giving him water bottles. And I'm going to fast forward for the sake of this episode. And if you're interested in, in hearing more, you can go ahead and um, DM me. I would um, I would actually meet up with him. And um, I would spend roughly four hours with him. It was just one night. It was one night I decided and I told my wife, I said, hey, I'm, hun, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to actually try to see if I can help him or maybe just help my understanding of his position of where he's at so scott 34 years old apparently at that moment he was just let out of prison eight months ago and and scott says that he gets help from his aunt who drives by every once in a while and gives him a can of i believe his dip i'm not so sure exactly i think it's called skull or whatnot it's a branding of the dip of tobacco dip and I just found that to be fishy but I said you know what like I don't know maybe maybe it's true maybe it's all she is and he'll tell me that he wouldn't want it and he would tell me how he just didn't want to take it but he would still take it now I said hey Scott you you're hungry and he was like uh yeah I'm hungry I'm like you like to get some pizza he was like, sure, let's go get some pizza. So we went to pizzeria and we sat down and we just, we chit chat, right? I just asked a few questions. I wanted to see, you know, how he's doing, how he's feeling. Um, I was glad to see him eat. You know, a lot of these homeless people, they really do hustle. They really do, are, they really are hoping to, to get a meal. And my, my brother, when I was a lot younger, will always tell me that, and my dad, you never let another person go hungry. I mean, Clearly, you don't give them money. Um, that's my advice to you guys. Don't give them money. Um, more than likely, like if you give them literature, they're probably not going to read the literature uh, for, I believe, scientific reasons. Um, it is said that 
the comprehension skills of a homeless person um, tremendously, tremendously decreases um, after six months or towards six months. They have a hard time um, reading a paragraph. They have a hard time just grasping ideas. They have a hard time um, making sense sometimes of reality. And so they tend to, uh, I think the article went about it, they tend to hang on to a story and they rehearse a story. And so when someone goes and asks them, do you need help? They're quick to regurgitate this story. Anything away from that story and they're having a hard time making sense of it, making some or finding some logic in whatever is being said. It's why whenever I try help Scott, um, Dylan, um, and some other ones, I, I understand that I have to speak in their level. I have to um, kind of use their their verbiage um, because anything else, and, and they're probably like confused. And it's not showing any sort of superiority. It's just that that's just their lingo, right? I mean, if I walked into your home or I walked into your culture and I used the lingo and verbiage of a different culture, that's probably not the best way to adapt. Probably not the best way to be, um, I guess, to work right um so i i took a risk it was roughly eight o'clock eight thirty, and stores were closing in just 30 minutes so i went about it and grabbed scott i said hey scott we'd like to come in a dollar store and he was like uh sure so you know i brought him into my car i know big red flags i got you guys i hear you guys i know you guys are like cringing like why would you do that and i'm driving I have the AC blasting. He's sitting down comfortably. I told him to lean back. He he decided not to. And I asked him the very same question that anyone would, right? When you haven't experienced something like that. How do you feel? And he said he feels great. And he said he felt great that he didn't have to walk. Now, he, I'm not saying that he hasn't been in the car lately. I'm sure he's probably he probably was in the car. I don't know, maybe the same day. That's how he got dropped off there. But... This was the time where he actually got dropped off at a place where he actually wanted to be. A place where he knew that he was going to get some sort of reward. And by reward, I mean $5 reward. We're talking about the dollar store. I grabbed him some uh, essential things, such as uh, toothbrush, deodorant, uh, baby wipes, and two other things. Uh, I think it was like lotion. Yeah, I'm sure it was lotion. I told him to use it. His the son really was, you know, giving him the uh, the beating. So that was my sort of, you know, um, journey with my first homeless person, I guess per se, right? Like a better word. And I was like, man, you know, I I was really happy to have been able to at least bring some hope to him. I was happy to have been able to speak with him and share the gospel with him. Um, all of it would have been in vain if I didn't share the gospel with him. Not saying that any of that, everything else wasn't a good thing, but ultimately I can I can care for him physically. I can care for him uh, emotionally, right? Hear him out, be sympathetic. But if I don't give him the gospel message, then I'm only giving him a, a hope or something that he's living right now, but he doesn't have eternal 
hope. It's like, thank you for your kind words, but at some point within tomorrow or the next day, I will be sad again. But if I give them the gospel message, which is true and active and sharper to any double-edged sword, and he gives hope in life, he can cling to that every day. Let's not forget that, guys. Physical things, physical necessities are essential. But the gospel that, that saves is far more essential. So fast forwarding to today, I'm at the uh, Bottle Redemption. Um, I'm at Stop and Shop. And um, I, I saw a guy today. Like He was just on my right side. And the Bottle Redemption is not a place where you want to go and hang out. Like It really isn't. It stinks, it smells, there's roaches, there's spiders, it's a disaster. But I got to do it, right? Because you can't just have bottles, you know, like stacking in the back or in our basement or wherever the bottles we, you know, we keep them or wherever they're at, right? Like they're just accumulating and it's just getting a disaster. So I bring them in there and him and I are just chit-chatting. And I'm sure my wife is going to hear this episode and so I'll be very honest with this episode. Um, I didn't want to do all three bags, right? I, I really didn't want to do all three bags. I wasn't, ha- I didn't have a problem with doing two bags, but it's so time consuming that it was annoying to do three bags simply because the machines aren't always working, right? Like they're constantly full or they're constantly breaking. And so I have to keep waiting for the stop and shot staff to come out and empty it or fix it. And they're not, they're, they're not, they're not moving with with a purpose, right? Um, they're moving with purposelessly, right? They're not moving quickly enough. So this gentleman who's my right, I'm deciding in my mind, look, I'm about to give him the bag that's in my car. Like, he's so cool. He's been chatting with me the entire time. I probably racked up enough money here to go home and say, this is what we got. Um, but you know, even then, you have to be careful. Because homeless people, they have all the time in the world to think of some of the craziest things, to start conversations with just about anyone. They don't care, right? Like you and I, we probably, um, you know, take a few seconds before we go ahead and, and, and start a conversation with someone we don't know, right? But homeless people, they just don't care. Not that they're not afraid of you, but that they're just comfortable because the world for them is their playground. And if anything, we're the one, you know, intruding. They're the one living outside in the streets. And so I, I, I took that into consideration and I realized how comfortable he was I guess, listening to me. I wasn't so sure how entertaining I was, but he listens to me and I was listening to him and the whole thing was jammed up and and, and then it got a little exciting, right? Because I was like, man, this guy still hasn't got here, right? I went inside. I called him twice. And the homeless man was like, you know what? I'm going to fix this. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. We're going to fix it. Hey, this guy, he's a cool guy helping me out. I don't even know him. He's going to help me out. This guy deserves this bag of, of bottles. That, that, that means more to him than they mean to me. What's... I come to find out that bought that that bag I had. Yeah, it was like four dollars and five cents. Okay, like it, it wasn't a big thing. Like I can leave four dollars slide, no problem with that. But for him, four dollars was like twenty bucks. It was a lot more. It's like going to the Philippines or going elsewhere, and and for them, you know, a dollar is a lot of money, but for us, it's not. 
So, um, he came back. Uh, uh, the staff guy didn't come with him, but he, he told them, he, he set them straight. He told them that the staff was going to come and, and, you know, to go to the ball of redemption and I'm waiting there and then I'm a nice guy. I said, cool, cool, cool. Now, now I was so close to, um, to giving him this like gold buzz, this golden buzzer, right? Like, Hey bro, you just won like a bottle, <laughs> a bag of bottles. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't say that. Um, I took a step back and I sort of looked at the outer appearance for a bit, kind of seeing um, if he's if he's homeless. You know, what else can I identify? What else can I evaluate and get from um, the the way he looks? Because you can get a lot, right? You can probably understand someone likes basketball if they're wearing basketball sneakers. Well, homeless people they typically have a lot of skin disorders, um, health issues. Um, they're not, they don't have the proper nutrition. So they tend to get sick quicker. They're living in the bacterial world. They're, they're living in the streets where um, they're more susceptible to um, sickness and illness and disease. And so I noticed his forearm was looking a bit flaky. I, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to judge him like that. I said, maybe it was just, maybe it was just, I don't know. Too much sun or something, right? And then he said it. I I really did wish he didn't say it, but he said it. So he was just done, and he just hit $8.50. And so I gave him the question. I said, hey, man, so what are you going to do with that money? You going to save it? And he's like, no, bro. I'm going to go to the package store. I said, what What you mean, package store, bro? Like, why don't you save it? He's like, nah, man. I'm an alcoholic. And I was like, wow. At that point, you have no rebuttal. I just kind of let it, I just allowed it to sink in. You have no rebuttal. And I said, wow, he's an alcoholic. He he claims it. Most people don't claim their, their addictions. Most people will say, I'm struggling with this problem. Most people will say, I'm getting help. Most people are saying that, hey, you know, I, I, I'm fighting it. I'm wrestling it. I'm almost done with this. He just claimed it. He said, I am an alcoholic. He didn't say, I'm almost an alcoholic. He said, I am. He just labeled himself. He just put this permanent title on himself. And so now you can't tell him anything, right? Because he he's taking that position. When someone claims in, to be homeless and an alcoholic, there's very little you can say to them. So I knew immediately that there was nothing else I can do. There was something else he said prior to that uh, that I missed out is he was talking about fentanyl. And um, he was telling me how it started in, I believe he said Japan or somewhere in Asia. And I'm not very like, I don't really know about fentanyl. I just know that it's a really, really bad drug. And he said that he does fentanyl. And I was like, man. Like, I really can't give you these bottles now. And I tried to reason it to reason it out of my head. I said, well, maybe I can just give him the bottles as far as being a good dude and helping me out. Well, I just couldn't resonate. I couldn't reconcile that with me being a Christian. I just couldn't. And so I was reading here. Um, let's see. Popping up a little website. It says here in Proverbs, no, Proverbs 3, 27, 28. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. 
when it is your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you, when you already have it with you. I agree. Do not withhold good from those whom it is due. This guy did a, a, a good thing. He, he walked into the place. He defended me. He spoke for me. But me giving him money wouldn't, wouldn't have been a good thing. It would have been a bad thing. Now, granted, if I would have already spent my money inside the store and he was still in there and I had a granola bar, I would have no problem giving him a granola bar because I know the end result is he's going to eat the granola bar and is going to help him. Well, that wasn't going to be the case. And for the most part, unless you buy homeless people food, that will almost never be the case. I remember listening um, when I was with Scott that that, that night. Um, a lot of them, um, they would shower in like a Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's. And they would take the money they have and they would go buy drugs. Oh, surprise. I bet a lot of you guys didn't know that. Well, they do. It's unfortunate, but that's what they do. Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-seven says, Those who give to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. Now, again, I think there's various ways that we can go ahead and help the homeless people. I know you have a love for them. I have a love for them. I know if you're in California, you really have a love for them. But, we can't just assume that they're not going to do what we know they're going to do. If you have food, go ahead. If you have water, go ahead. But by any, by no means, give them. Don't give them money. I mean, you're almost you're almost setting them up to go ahead and do the very thing they're going to do. And as Christians, we shouldn't give people the layup. We shouldn't give the homeless person a layup. We shouldn't just say, well, here's the money. Go ahead and, and buy a drug. Because ultimately, we're hurting them. We have to be wise and we have to know. Maybe educate ourselves. It doesn't take too much. If anything, you can. if you ask, it's probably common sense that homeless people are probably going to buy drugs. Now, I don't want to go ahead and, and say that that's all homeless people. That's the majority and that's just my opinion. I think the majority of homeless people are going to do what they're going to do. And for the most part, there's nothing you can really do to change their minds unless, you know, you give them food. Um, it says here, it is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide poor wander with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Absolutely. If you can go ahead and give them clothes, hey, that's even better. Will they sell the clothes? I don't know. Maybe that's, that's, that's a toss-up. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't, right? I mean, uh, do, they want, do they really want to go to that next, to that, that, that extent just for a few cash? The last thing I gave Scott was a backpack full of clothes that I was going to donate to Goodwill. And, well, maybe we, my wife and I bought a few um, bars of soap and, and, um, and some lotion and some more um, baby wipes. And we gave it to Scott. I surprised him, and I said, hey, look, Scott, here's a bag, bro. You know, and he was happy. 
but it's hard. It's so hard to discern someone who has, who have preconceived, like, like, I don't know, like an intent, their intentions prior to you giving them a bag of clothes and goodies could be that they can now use that as a way to get the, the things they were trying to get. And so do I think that what I did and what my wife and I did and pack and give them a, a care package, right? Was that a bad thing? I hope not. But I can tell you guys one thing. Well, when I started walking around, I started, I mean, driving around, I started seeing Scott. He was wearing the clothes. I just recently saw Scott. Not too long ago. Maybe like a month ago. He wasn't wearing the clothes anymore. And it's not like homeless people have a walk-in wardrobe, right? It's not like they have a lot of clothes. So it kind of gave me, it got me a little suspicious. You know, what do he do with the clothes? He throw it away. Did he appreciate it? Did he not appreciate it? This world of homelessness, it's, it's a tough thing. And it's complicated. But I think that what we can do as Christians, and even if you're not a Christian, I would say is to... To be wise, number one. Be wise. Um, don't give them any money. Um, maybe a gift card to McDonald's. Again, it's already like two steps. It's like two steps further to what they were going to do anyways. I don't know how many of them are willing to go ahead and sell a $5 McDonald's card. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, num- number one, don't get the money. Number two, maybe gift card. Number three, give them some water. Give them some edibles, right? Give them some like food on a platter. Um, number number five, you know, um, I think acknowledging the homeless is also a good thing, right? I mean, can you imagine going, you know, a couple hours without being acknowledged? You know, it kind of sucks, right? I mean, I don't know how that feels because I'm always acknowledged. My wife acknowledges me. My daughter acknowledged me when I get home. When I go to work, there's tons of people who say hi to me. You know, I'm a very unpopular person. You know, it's like people just know you, right? Not know you because you're so-called popular, right? They just know you because you work there. You work in the facility. These guys are, they're acknowledged, but not in a good acknowledgement. I'm not saying everything they're doing is is great and phenomenal. A lot of them are just loitering and, and littering on the floor or, you know, just hanging out by the veteran cemetery or veteran memorial. They're acknowledged in a negative way, not positive. You know, so those are my, uh, that was my story. Um, something I wanted to share. I, I thought maybe you guys could, you know, maybe just, you know, listen in. So if you guys enjoy this, um, you know, let me know. Uh, if you guys want to hear more stories like this, I have a whole bunch, you know. But I was directing this podcast to be, I feel like I, I, I box myself in in a podcast where all I talk about was two things. But I think I want to start beginning talking about things that happen on my day-to-day basis. Conversations I've, I've had, situations I've been in, and such as today. So so with that all being said, uh, I also want to end off in this note. I want to say um, thank you, everyone, who's been um, checking out the podcast on the episodes. I'm tremendously blessed uh, for you guys who have been encouraged by the stories and testimonies. I'm just amazed that I have a support system on Instagram. And um, 
you guys listen in. And so I'm not here for numbers. Um, I'm just I'm just here to kind of get my feet wet, right? Um, I'm still learning this whole podcast. I'm still getting comfortable um, just being me. And I think that this specific episode, I'm probably the most comfortable I've probably ever been. Only because, you know, nothing I'm saying has a, I guess, right and wrong um, label on it. You know, but I want to say, guys, uh, pray for the homeless. Pray um, that people will acknowledge them. Pray that the homeless people will come to know Christ and that they can um, set aside these addictions. So they can no longer claim titles of, uh, you know, alcoholism, but they can say ex-alcoholic or they can say ex, you know, viewer of you know, XXX or X, you know, marijuana smoker and stuff like that, but they've been redeemed in Christ. So guys, hope you guys are having an amazing day. Hope you guys have been blessed with this and may the God and may the grace of God and um, the peace of the Holy Spirit guide you guys in all blessings. Till then, peace out.